commencing operation foundation in this episode of the podcast the host will dive into optimus prime volume 2 which has a strong hint towards creating peace through empathy and not war a conflict that most world leaders still struggle with speaking of struggling the hosts of swerve our podcast can barely focus on themselves let's tune in and see them try Welcome to the podcast where we are currently recapping the events of Transformers IDW 2005 Continuity. I'm Monix Prime with my two co-hosts here. Hi, I'm Computron. Hi, I'm Kilobyte. Moving on with our comic discussion for today's episode takes us to IDW Transformers Optimus Prime Volume 2. What a mouthful. And as always, spoiler warning. So if you haven't read it already, we highly recommend you go back, read it because this one's a gut puncher. Then come back and listen to the podcast. Also, we have a goal to reach 500 subscribers. We'll be holding a brand new kind of giveaway we've never done before. So click that subscribe button and tell your friends. It's a good time. Right? Right? It's a good time? It's a... I don't know if this one's a good time. <laughs> this one's the good <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. It's, it's, Prime time. It's, it does, it's, not a, like, it's not like I feel bad reading it. It's, it's like a, I feel sad. Yes. Much sad. Yeah. Onwards with the podcast. Both Computron and myself have read this series already, but this is Kilobyte's first time, and we are excited to hear his thoughts about this series. Before we can dive into that, Computron, do you mind telling us some facts about the comic? Yeah, uh, as usual, facts and some interesting stuff. There are a total of four plus the annual comics uh, for this volume. Issue 7 was released May 24th, 2017, and the last issue for this volume, number 10, was released August 30th, 2017. The writers were John Barber, and the artist was Priscilla Tremontano, Casey Collar, Kai Zama, and Livio Remindelli, with colors by Priscilla Tremontano, John Paul Bove, Thomas Deer, Josh Perez, Josh Berkham, another Josh, and Livio Remindelli. The Joshes. <laughs> All right, trivia time. In issue eight, Jeffire is established to already be personally acquainted with Thunderwing at the time of the story's flashback portion and regards him as a nut. Thunderwing's extreme tactics would eventually lead to his transformation into the monster that rendered Cybertron uninhabitable as seen in Stormbringer. Ooh. Ooh. In Transformers annual ghost stories, there are some very female-looking Transformers living on Cybertron during a time period there weren't supposed to be any. At the time, this seemed to be like an error or simply a side effect of some of them being Easter eggs reference to Gem and the holograms. However, in Lost Light number 8, a note revealed that many returning Primal Vanguard expeditions would include a few Cybertronians who following illuminating encounters with other races had reclassified themselves and would sometimes adapt their appearance to their new identity. In issue nine, following a certain bot's death, Rekgard pays homage to the late great David Bowie as he remarks, wish upon wish upon day upon day. I wish, oh Lord, I wish I could have repaired the positron core. 
paraphrasing the lyrics to David Bowie's song Golden Years. In issue 10, Onyx Prime's Hey, Onyx. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> in, issue, in issue 10, Onyx Prime's comment on the nature of war references a quote attributed to Robert E. Lee. It is good that war is terrible. Otherwise, we should grow too fond of it. Yeah, and sounds like last tough. but not least, Beast Wars! Among Onyx's animal army is a robot who looks an awful like Beast Wars Megatron. Hmm. Seen in the bottom right corner of page 10 and on the left side of page 12 is the left arm slash pincer weapon Megatron's transmetal toy. On the same page is a face appearing to be Optimus Primal filling the bottom right corner. While one might have assumed that the latter was a tie-in to the upcoming Power of the Primes toy, Barber stated it was in fact a coincidence. No, uh uh-uh. Uh, <laughs> yes. Illuminati uh-huh. confirms. <laughs> right, with that, with that being said, Kilobyte, do you mind giving us a short summary of these comics? Yes. In the past, <laughs> see what you did there. That's just prime. <laughs> In the past, Jetfire struggles on his first day at work. I think my phone just vibrated. Give me, mute this. In the past, Jetfire struggles on his first day at work, while in the present, Optimus Prime and the President meet to discuss the pros and cons of non-violent resolutions. And Marissa Furborn and Pyromagna have an exchange of ideas of their own. Invited to be interviewed on television, Jazz thinks he finally got the chance to tell his story. While in the past, Jetfire is also searching for someone he can talk to. Optimus Prime tells Pyromagna the story of how he met Bumblebee. Well, Pyra tells him the tale of how she came to lead the Torchbearers. Confronted by the reality of post-war Cybertron, the restored Sideswipe must ask himself, was it all worth it? And finally, Alpha Trion relates the tale of how the 13 Primes came together as one and the origins of the Autobot insignia. And as always, this information has been taken from the wiki. Fantastic. Are you two ready? Outstanding. Yes. Yes. You said the thing. <laughs> we start off with Madam President. Count two, three. No, four times aliens have invaded Earth while having a meeting with Optimus Prime. Any parts stand out during their interaction? I'll push it. <laughs> um, push it? Yeah, go for it. So what was kind of cool about the president is that you get a glimpse of like her, uh, I guess her past, even though it's kind of cut short on a few pages. You get to see that her dad was an actually an activist who was an absolute nonviolent activist, which kind of to me kind of gives me some references to MLK. Mm-hmm. And so it was interesting to explain to her, uh, for her to explain to Optimus about nonviolent solutions, because <laughs> when she asked Optimus about what had happened during like any course of, I guess, disagreement or whatever, he's like, well, we just had a three million long war. <laughs> Right. But one of the things that really interested me was is that her father believed that violence in itself is inherently bad no matter what. And so mm-hmm. having her to explain that to Optimus was to me it kind of gave me a lot of respect for the president, even yeah. though I kind of don't like humans. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this human has some them. good points. How dare they? <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> Kilo? That kind of covers all of it, really. That covers all of it? Okay, pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty we'll, good. We'll move along, Dane. Uh, I do want to point out, I do love that Buster has a toy plush of Doc, the drone. I find that funny, because when Doc 
is missing Buster. They put out a hologram of Buster. <laughs> yeah. It's adorable. Anyway, so Kilo, Jazz gets a private interview in New Mexico with a news crew. What was your thoughts on the interaction? And just talk about the whole the whole story, the whole arc, because it drags on between a couple issues. So we'll just, we'll just bust it out here. Yeah, I, I really liked it. Uh, it really made me enjoy Jazz a little bit more because we learned his past and where he was, where he lived in Cybertron, what he did uh, while growing up before the war and uh, his love for Jazz. And eventually, you know, how media is, they try to twist his words and eventually it became on uh, kind of an, an argument against him and when he killed the human and when Megatron came by that now that he's a, an Autobot and he's an Autobot. So it's like they're they're saying that the the bot that killed 900 million of humans is not part of their group and they're not, they didn't do anything about it. So they're supporting this cause. And they also mentioned that Starscream, which was another of Megatron's lieutenant, is also mm -hmm. leading Cybertron now. So it's like right. all the bots that ca created chaos on Earth have now rised in ranks and now have very political, like high-paying jobs or that can oversee right. a lot of things. High-paying jobs. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, know, you know what I mean. Like they have very important yeah. jobs in the society for Cybertron. Yeah. And I felt very bad for Jazz because eventually he does notice that they're trying to twist it and he couldn't get his message out that he loves Earth, he loves the culture that he found when he came yeah. to visit, the music, the the people. And that he, the, when he did kill that human, it was out of defending another Cybertronian. And, it, you know, it was kind of the heat of the moment. And things just escalated. And, and he ends up kind of running away, getting tipped off and running away before anything else could happen. Yeah, it felt like a dirty trick by the humans. I yes. do want to say, though, I love, like, during this kind of session, like the teleprompter-esque comic strips yeah. they look yeah. like. Yeah, like There's in a... No, an interesting like in a twist. A, a yeah. human comic or not human comic a human um magazine where He's it's like it has the, the interview yeah, yeah, exactly. little single column and then the image on one side yeah it's very well done that's very cool it made me it made me really enjoy jazz as a character yeah, jazz, jazz is pretty cool in these comics granted he's lost his arm what what's that uh, four times four I times think? four times yeah he's taking the Man. brunt <laughs> from yeah. the humans yeah <laughs> It's Moving us along, I want to say poor slides gets left behind because they can't transform without their spark partner, Euler, because they're dead, who died in the last volume. And Pyra seems to be using their emotional state to come up with some sort of coup against the Prime. What was your thoughts on this interaction? Because it definitely felt like Pyra Magna was trying to convince others that like the Prime doesn't care about you. It's interesting to see the voice of what you would think for like the past few comics, the voice of morality doing some very immoral <laughs> gaslighting, if you will. I don't know yeah. if it's morality or if she was just more like when push comes to shove, she's going to be the first one to throw down. Well, I mean, like Pyro is just like, you know, explaining to Optimus Prime what being a prime means kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I guess in the in the grand scheme of things, they're moral because of how they follow the prime. I don't know. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. I do like that. I not necessarily that I like that she's trying to stage a coup, but she's also kind of trying to get Marissa Fairborn to kind of join in the idea and slowly mm -hmm. 
gotta put it out there for all the other bots because I think she's just done <laughs> with Optimus and his decisions and she feels like she's more worthy of the Matrix at this point and I can understand why. <laughs> right, yeah. There's been some questionable moves. Yes. So now we dive into the annual called Ghost Stories and I remember when this came out and I bought the the actual comic itself because there's absolutely gorgeous art in there. We dive into a story with uh, Optimus who wants to show and tell Pirate Magna and give us a brief summary of this story about Bundlebee. Wait, no, Bumblebee. That's what it is. Um, and how he <laughs> became an Autobahn, how they first met. Does anyone want to tackle this and give us like a quick rundown on what essentially happens and like the moral he's trying to tell? I... I don't know about the moral, but I can tell you the whole <laughs> of the story. <laughs> but pretty much Bumblebee was a courier because this is the time where you're out mode to find your job. And so he's a courier and he's living his best life, enjoying his pastimes with his friends and colleagues. But eventually he gets these nightmares of these zombie type creatures that keep him awake at night. And eventually he goes through a tunnel that he feels like he's seen before and he finds a box. And once finding the box, he takes it to a a civic center and le leaves it there. And he finally feels content. He's done with the nightmares and everything like that. And it's no longer keeping him awake. But eventually that box explodes and the civic center has dozens of bots have presumably perished. And this causes a big self-doubt in Bumblebee. He's like, I did that. I what 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 is wrong with me? So he turns himself in. And tries to tell the police officers that he was seeing things and that he's the one that put the bomb and like he can't sleep and they're they're haunting him and eventually they find out that Soundwave has been sending him some signals into his head, me messing with his memories and influencing it into creating these disasters with the help of Shockwave, and Optimus. Prowl, Bumblebee go and fight them off, and Bumblebee realizes that he he wasn't at fault. He he does feel bad for what happened, but it was the influence of this, these Decepticons trying to have the people join them by having others be influenced and in creating chaos for for everybody out there. Yeah, and I think the the message Optimus was trying to tell Pyromagna is like sometimes the answer to things is not always violent. Like in this case, like like they use some violence to stop Soundwave and Shockwave, but because of what they did and through the empathy of both Bumblebee being affected about it, like the innocence, Soundwave saw that and decided to, like you can see that building when they are leaving is like Soundwave's like, hey, I don't want to do this project anymore. There's different ways we can convince the population. Yes. So there's there's a little bit of that. Uh, let's take a quick ad break. You're looking for the best high-grade NGX in the galaxy. A beverage that tastes great and kicks like no other. A drink that will make your day better at a good price. Look no further. Swerve's Bar has a 100% satisfaction rate with top drinks such as Shot in the Arm and Vintage Nightmare Fuel. A bar you can trust. A bar- Swerve's Bar? Don't they dilute their drinks? And their prices are outrageous. Yeah, I heard that too. That's what I, I heard. heard that too. Wait, no, guys, this is an ad. We need the Shanix. Oh, I get it. 
You're a sellout. What? No, no. Well, well. I mean, technically, yes, but for a good cause. They they want to pay us Shanix, and not to just expose like everyone else does, you know, on so we can keep the pod going and keep the lights up. Onyx, how much are the drinks at Swerves? The the last drink I think I bought us was fifty Shanix. See, I told you what, and I bet it was diluted too. Way too expensive. Oh, your soul is prime. No wonder why we're broke. And welcome back. So we get to the second part of the annual, which is Pyromagnus' turn to tell a story of their origins. And and I really like the designs for the original Torchbearers, especially, I'm probably going to say this wrong, Presidia Magna? Magna? Presidia Magna? Yeah. They so look, anyway. Sorry, I pronounced it. So anyway, in this story, the Torchbearers are called to Pavius Op- Opidum? Sure. Which have been struck by bandits and they are there to defend the town, but a similar singularity point appears, pulling Presidia, Magna, and a few others, killing them instantly. Onyx of Olbach rescues Pyra, but only to give a warning. What are your thoughts on this? And specifically, Kilo, what does Antilla mean to you? And it's and as it's a name that's being thrown around a bit here in the issue. Uh, what why did you do this, Onyx? Why we, I don't we have you here. We can interview. Why did this happen? Why did you save Pyro Magna? I don't remember this at all. <laughs> you keep saying that, and I just yeah. you keep popping up. Yeah, um, I plead the fifth. Anyway, <laughs> so there's a, a warning that there was a there's going to be a planet that's going to be turned to dust. If I'm not mistaken, uh, I'm going to yep. quote. I'm going to uh, I'm going to quote uh, Onyx here. If Cybertron uh-huh. be your home, far away, never roam. Hear my message, listen and fear. Danger comes, the end is near. Just like us, you soon will rust. All shall be turned to dust. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming this could be a a message that could be linked to the singularity that happened on Cybertron. Because not everything went to dust, but everything did collide into itself and Shockwave went with it. So that could be a, a reference to a prophecy of that. But I don't know how... That would affect Pyra since she's uh, in Caminus. Yeah. So that that that's kind of interesting. Uh, Antilla, I feel like I've heard that name before, and I can't really pinpoint it right now. Okay, we'll circle back uh, in a few <laughs> few issues. I'm sure it'll come to you sooner than that in a kilobyte special. But Computron, did you have any favorite parts of this annual before we get to the last oh, bit? Oh man, the reveal of Onyx. That page. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Yes. I look fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have this framed in your room, Onyx? <laughs> okay. He, why? No, he I, just I, I have a mirror. mirror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, good. So, yeah, Computron's in love with me, apparently. Um, so, at the oh, end of the shit. annual, we get a teaser. Now, te- teaser, Kilo has been spoiled to you, I'm assuming, from a the a famous human that does the basics video. But Kilo, if you had no prior clue theories on what you saw on the last page. That's no, I ha- hasn't been I have no I have no idea what's happening, but I assume it's just Bumblebee being alive, that he never died. And he this could be either a Bumblebee that got fixed by the singularity. Uh, or he manages managed to escape through it somehow, because mm-hmm. it does look different than the one that's inside of Starscream's head. 
Right. But no, nothing has been spoiled, so I don't, I don't know where this is going. Sure, sure. I'm, I'm right. saying this. I'm Moving. telling you the truth. <laughs> you can't handle the truth. <laughs> Moving on. Well, Sideswipe. <laughs> Sideswipe emerges from his coma and is greeted by friends who would like to give us a short, brief summary of what occurs here and how it ends, and how you felt when it became apparent what was actually happening. And I emphasis short. Please. Uh, do you want me to do it? <laughs> well, considering how much of a storyteller I am. <laughs> so, Sideswipe awakens and has been rescued by Redgar, and he manages to fix the Positron core. And he awakens and he notices that Sunstreaker is not there, so he decides to look for Sunstreaker and he goes to Cybertron with RC where they find Bob. And Bob is by himself, so he's like, something must have happened because. Looks like Sunstreaker hasn't been here for a while. So he goes, looks, looks for Sunstreaker thanks to Bob, and they find a a location where a group of Decepticons have a, a pile of energon. And Sideswipe, being the warrior he is, he goes in, guns blazing, and punches everybody before they can talk. He, he even says it in one panel. He says, I punched his jaw off before he could say anything, <laughs> which was pretty funny. And yeah. he pretty much beats up all the Decepticons, including Soundwave. And by the when by the end of it, Sunstreaker comes the in. He's like, "One oh. man army, <laughs> one man army." RC just looked from afar, did nothing, <laughs> did nothing, just watch. Yes, but I know why they get along now. <laughs> but Sunstreaker comes in and he's like, "No, oh, what have you done? This is we're they're here to help. This is a different Cybertron than when you left off, or when we last time you know saw you since you've been injured all this time." And we're all trying to rebuild. There's no more war. Everybody's doing it for the change. Uh, they, you know, they changed their spark and, and stuff like that. So they show us a scene where he's looking down and he sees all these different Cybertronians walking around and, you know, living in harmony. So he gives out uh, some of the Energon cubes that this Decepticons had. And by the end of it, he notices that this is all in his head, and it's a way for Sunstreak and RC to tell him goodbye and that he can uh, let go and go offline. And so he says thank you to RC for everything and that they've been a very good friend, and he decides to go into the Afterspark. I was very sad when I noticed that. Uh, it was a I, gut puncher because he doesn't outright yeah. say it's in his head. He just kind of like, he knows, because he makes that last statement, right? Because he's yeah. just like... Thanks yeah, for thank showing you. me it's okay. It's just like, oh, right, right in the, right in the feels. <laughs> yes. I, I I didn't think of, like, this was in his head at all, which was great. Oh, it was no. like a great twist. I thought this was, you know, happening. And I'm like, no, why are you attacking? And I found it weird that Soundwave was in the in Cybertron handing out Energon. I'm like, what is he mm -hmm. doing here? But yeah, there's a lot of subtle like, hints. A lot of subtle hints because Rekar has his body back and sound waves on C Cybertron and, you know, little subtle hints on like, yeah, it's in his head. And there's yeah. a particular page. I think, Kilo, you're pointing this out before we started recording. There's a page with Mudflap and Skids from the Michael Bay movies. Yes. Fix it from Robots in Disguise. And another one that we assume is who on the far right. It looks like Prime RC. I don't yeah. think it's a. It's going to be related to RRC, but they definitely look like they have the the detailings of the the same right. character. So there's a lot of subtle hints that 
It was all in his head, I'm assuming. Because who would want mud flapping skids in their comp? There's two skids in this universe now. <laughs> well, there's two tankers, so I don't know. It's it's it could happen. Computron, you've been kind of quiet. You you crying there? Your optics leaking? I'm gonna get a drink. Okay, you go get a drink then. They're pretty. We're expensive. gonna move along. Yeah, they're they've been hiking their prices up. Must be inflation. So Alpha Trion finally comes back in one piece. Has a story for us. A tale of old about two twins. You know, uh, we all know who they are. But of course, back then they were brothers. Galvatron and RC. And the rise of power of Megatronus. Do any scenes in this flashback stand out to you? Or you would like to describe them? Because I really like seeing the original 13 Primes. And the art is absolutely fantastic. Like seeing Vector, Alchemist, Solus, Nexus, Onyx. I mean, oh, Onyx, myself. And Leech. Any parts like you guys want to talk about? I, I just yeah, had a quick question. Was the bar. How did you get here so fast? <laughs> he, uncombined, he uncombined and recombined. I went through the bar. Uh, <laughs> is RC part... Was RC part of the Primal Vanguard? I just... I got a little confused. Because I, I know... I understand, like... Uh, you know, from from Lost Light, we had a note talk about, you know, those from the Primal Vanguard that, you know, can change their gender. And obviously, mm. we see it here. I don't, I don't yes, no. <laughs> think RC was. RC was gender was changed from uh, G-Axis. G-Axis. Yes, yeah. it's in the RC spotlight. In the okay. very controversial comic called RC yes, Spotlight. Con- yes, it's very RC controversial. Virtual. So they didn't really do a good job explaining why and, you know, all that. So, yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, she uh, they were part of the uh, the gladiatorial Cybertronian race, you know, because yeah. they, you know, Galvatron is here and they're in in a gladiatorial arena, so they've been they've been alive for millions of years. I do like Megatronus. I don't know if it's just me, but looking at his design, uh, it makes me think of the Michael Bay Megatron. Yeah, because of. Because it's like his crown yeah. almost looks like the, the little onion face for that Megatron. Onion face, oh my god. <laughs> it looks like it had layers. He looked Megatron like... has layers. <laughs> so good. We gotta make a meme of that now. Um, I was gonna say he looks very much like the Transformers Prime's Megatron. I can see But maybe it. I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. You guys got really quiet. No, no, no. I was muted. But it could be, it could be a mix of both. I can, I'm just I glad can you guys it. are saying that because, like, I literally looked down and like, oh, this is like Megatron Super Saiyan form. Super Saiyan form. Well, we all know that Megatron took inspiration from Megatronus, so they had to look similar in some aspect, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So, is there any other scenes in this volume that we didn't talk about that you guys want to talk about? I have one thing I want to talk about, which is uh, during this last comic, uh, when Onyx Prime raised the, I guess, the original three Titans? Yes. I wouldn't say original. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that Metro Titan was the mate of Shella. I don't and... know if it was the mate of Shella or, or Metroplex. Metroplex. Yeah, yeah, it, it was, was unclear. Difficult. It was just like, maybe it was both. Who knows? They're a thruple. <laughs> okay, maybe there's a giant Titan. <clears throat> Never mind, we're moving on. We're moving yeah. on. <laughs> I like, I know they, they named the Metro Titan, Metro Titan, but I didn't think, I thought that was just like the name the the current Cybertronians gave them, the, gave the Titan. I didn't think it was yes, actually their name because you have Shella and then you have Metroplex and then you have Metro Titan. I'm like, but they're all it's, Titans. So. 
It's like when the humans name a person Guy. That's how it feels. I guess. <laughs> yes. Uh, human culture. Human culture. They're so weird. But I do like all the the designs for the, the for the Prime, especially Solus. I'm happy to yes. see her. Yeah, I hope that she appears more often and nothing bad happens to her. Because <laughs> that would really blast me. I do like the uh, wow. kind of <laughs> railroading this. I do like that they finally <laughs> show like the origins. I guess you'd call it an origin story of uh, the Autobot badge, the Autobot symbol. Yes, yes. And now it was caused by Onyx. Interesting. Bionics. Interesting. Interesting. Interesting at all. Interesting indeed. I do yeah. like there is there's a there's a panel. Uh, I need to find it. But the when they show Onyx's creatures, there's a it looks like a firecon or a pteranodon, kind of like Swoops, because because Swoops had his had the the organic mode, but now he has this Cybertronian creature mode. The pterosaur. So, yeah, it would be a pterosaur, but it also looks like what what the firecons turn into in the mm. uh, I forgot his name, Sandstorms uh, episode or comic. Yeah, yeah, the redemption of the Dinobots. Yeah, so it makes me think if the blood of Tripticon and stuff was a way of like mixed with Onyx's uh, creatures because they they look very similar. So I'm assuming yeah. what Tripticon has or. You know, wherever he came from was probably from the same colony that Onyx is from. So well, I thought that in was the, in the beginning. This was before the colony, so everyone was Cybertronian. So even mm. the Maximals were here too, like the Beast Formers, which was the colony. Max, the Onyx would go and find right. He would go and yeah. colonize Eucaris, and that's where all the Beast Formers would go. So this was when everyone was on Cybertron. I do. I, I know the answer to this question, but I'm just going to ask the question. 42. <laughs> what happened to Onyx's rear two feet? Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what happened to those? Don't worry about it. All right, let's move to Rockstar rating. <laughs> Hello. What would you rate this out of? This one has a lot of cool stories, and some more interesting than others. But uh, I, I would overall, I really enjoy learning more about the past of Cybertron, learning more about Jazz, seeing Jetfire's backstory was very interesting, and, and especially Bumblebee, but, like his kind of origin story with Optimus and all that. So I would, I would give this a four. It was very entertaining, and it gave me a lot of info, and I'm looking forward to what's coming next. Fantastic. Computron. Man, that gut punch. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, I liked seeing Onyx. Not you. Comic. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, like, I like that we're finally seeing Onyx in here. I like seeing Megatronus. Megatronus is just like one of my favorite characters in the comics, mm -hmm. especially seeing how much of a beast he is. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> oh, I need to talk to HR. I'll be right back. <laughs> I'm gonna give this a five. I really liked it. Five. I like the I like the combination of stories. Nice. I might break the middle. I think I'm gonna do this a four and a half. Right? Four and a half. That's the middle. Yeah, that would be the middle. Yeah. So average. Yeah, average. Yeah, because it's <laughs> it's it's got a lot of good stories in it. It does some the good puncher like the emotions that it wants you to feel. You get it. There's some side stories that are kind of meh, like in the beginning. There's some meh and stuff. We <laughs> didn't really cover that. <laughs> Humans. Yeah. Humans. 
<laughs> but then, like, you get this backstory of, like, the Primes, which I would love to see an entire series of the original 13 Primes. That would be fantastic. Especially, like, the original uh, 13 yes. Civil War. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. I know they're not going to do it, but I am begging. Please, maybe we can, you know, hashtag bring the 13 Primes. Who knows? <laughs> so, four and a half for me. All right. So, but listeners... What did you think of these comments? How many Rod Stars would you give it? Let us know by leaving a comment below. Okay. If you would like to get in contact with us, you can send us an email at swervesbarpodcast at gmail.com. That is S-W-E-R-V-E-S-B-A-R podcast at gmail.com. Getting better and getting better. Getting better, yeah. Those lessons from Blur are really paying off. So yeah. I would like to talk about a new toy that I got. It, it receives... And got it a lot sooner than I expected. I got the IDW Deathosaurus in the mail. And let me tell you what. It is fantastic. I have him on a pose on my desk. He looks beautiful. Looks accurate. I haven't transformed him yet because I'm still appreciating his bot mode. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah, it's really nice. Right now I have his middle finger up, but that's just for my personal. Outstanding. You're insulting yourself? Yeah, he's giving everyone the laser bird. (laughs) So it's really good. Five out of five. Would like to see more. Uh, any new toys nice. from you too? I got one. So I got the Legacy Metroplex, and it actually came in sooner than I expected to. I was expecting like a two week delivery, kind of like my Arc, but it mm-hmm. came in within like four days. So I got Metroplex, and kind of like you, I'm admiring him too much to transform him. And uh, I have him standing on a shelf right next to Ark, and surprisingly, is way bigger than Ark. <laughs> oh, that's great! Kind of cool. that's I, I ran out of shelf space. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I, cool. I, I, I don't know if I talked about this figure before, but I got the Studio Series Sludge, and I really like it. Now I need them to make a swoop and a snarl, yeah. so I can have them Bring all. The swoop. And I'm still looking for a Grimlock because I haven't been able to find a Grimlock. So you I'm, I'm still out there. <laughs> if somebody knows about like where to find a Grimlock at a good price, hit us up. Yeah, definitely let us know. All right. So Computron and I are going to step out for the next two episodes because they are Kilobyte Corner episodes, which mostly deal with G.I. Joe or humans. They're forcing but me. Help. Help. Kilobytes, are you ready for G.I. Joe First Strike? I don't think I am, but I'll try my best. Godspeed. Um, also, <laughs> poor Waspinator is all I'm going to say. Then, Waspinator, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just, just, oh, okay. just stay hidden underneath your um, spot underneath the table, I guess, where you keep hiding for some reason. How did you know Waspinator was under here? I mean, where did Waspinator go? Where did he oh, go? Did I, don't, I don't see him. I don't see him. Oh, he's fast. I don't know what you guys wow. are talking about. Definitely Kilobyte. nothing under the table. Would you like to tell us about your ongoing series of your Twitch? Yes. I stream on twitch.tv slash Kilobyte Prime. It's a Earth platform on their World Wide Web. Don't sound too can... excited about it. <laughs> it's just because you keep asking me about the Twitch. And it's not that Twitch. But I stream on there for Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and you can catch me playing a bunch of silly little games with Onyx and some of our other bot friends and just having a blast. And if you just want to 
come in and say hello. We can chat about everything Transformers or anything else that we might be doing at the time. You're always welcome to do that. And if you want to be updated on stream times and schedules, follow me on Twitter at Kilobyte Prime to be updated. Fantastic. And listeners, don't forget to tune in, subscribe, so you can be up to date with his latest streaming. Computron, do you mind taking us out? Yeah. If you enjoyed this episode, consider sharing it with your friends and subscribing. If you want to help out the show even further, we have started a Patreon. All the proceeds will go to supporting the show and keeping the lights on. Of course, we have some tiers that offer other forms of gratitude, such as 3D files and an entry to our Discord channel. You'll even get early access to our comic review videos a week, a whole week, before they're publicly released. Also, we have a goal of reaching 500 subscribers. We'll be holding a brand new kind of giveaway we've never done before. So click that subscribe button and tell your friends it's a good time, excluding this episode. And as it's always... <laughs> wow. Wow. wow, okay. <laughs> it's now just like gut punch. Colors. And as always, <laughs> we hope you're all staying safe out there. Thank you so, so much for listening till all are one till all are one till all are one follow us on facebook and instagram at swerves bar podcast you can also find us on twitter at swerves bar if you are interested in more content try checking out the spinoff of dnd series transform and roll out the second and newest season titled first stand of the wreckers with a brand new dm a different story and from what I hear, a better pilot episode than the last series. Sorry, not sorry, Onyx. Let's tune in for a preview now. You have the, the 10 energon cubes for emergency. That's that's all they gave you. Emergency? And this is worth more than 10 energon cubes? No, it's just one energon cube and 50 shanix. Okay, just use one of the work expenses. This right is not a work expense. Audit. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do